Good people, how we doing? Doing all right? I hope you're doing all right. It's been a uh, short, long summer. We are now into the dog days of August, and um, thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. We've been waiting for you. And uh, if this is your hundred and thirty some odd time, uh, welcome back. You know where your seat is. Come on in. Um, super grateful to get this chance to share with you guys today and be with you as always. A uh, couple things as we head into uh, the school year, I guess. Uh, I'm going to be hitting the road a couple times this fall. Not as much as I have in the past. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at my good friend Patrick Lilly's conference in September uh, at the Four Seasons in Denver, Colorado. And then I'm going to be with some friends of mine uh, from the Platinum Realty Group. And I'm uh, going to be sharing with them in October uh, up in Beaver Creek, Colorado. Super excited to do that. And shameless plug, if you, your entity, your movement, your nonprofit, your small group wants to uh, walk down the road of mystery a little bit and... Um, chat about what it means to be human, where is it all going, Uh, what is good, true, and beautiful about our lives, relationships, businesses, Uh, that's a conversation I'd be interested in playing a little part in. Um, So drop me an email, ashton at ashtongustafson.com, and uh, who knows, maybe we can talk Enneagram, life, business, relationships, connection, failure, all of it, because it all belongs. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's that. The conversation today. Um, so I'm in Parker J. Palmer's Let Your Life Speak for about the probably fourth or fifth time. Um, um, one of my companies were going through this book. And uh, man, it's it. Th- there's something about these great writings. I, I've got a stack of books in my office, and I'm looking at it right now. And uh, maybe one of these days I could go through this stack and just tell you about these titles. Because this, um, this is my greatest hit stack. And uh, when, when I, sometimes when I'm uh, off, uh, when I'm off center, when I feel a little out of calibration, um, I'll just go look at this stack and I'll read the titles, and the titles will remind me um, about these words. I've, I have hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of books in this office, but this, this one stack, uh, you know, there's, there's titles on there like The Courage to Be, um, The Rebirthing of God, Uncertainty, What to Do When It's Your Turn, Essentialism, a million miles in a thousand years. I, I go to these titles, and uh, they they kind of they kind of bring me back, if you will. And let your life speak by Parker J. Palmer. It's it's one of these books. It it can fit in your pocket. Um, I can open it up, and today read something on this one specific page. I can go to page forty two today and get something. Tomorrow I can go back to page forty two. <clears throat> and that last sentence from yesterday that spoke to me, 
won't mean as much, but there'll be this brand new idea there that hasn't ever rattled my chest like that. And, and man, when we find books like this, uh, if, if you don't have the stack, if you haven't started making your stack of the ones that really bring you back, I, I, I encourage you to do that. But Parker J. Palmer's uh, Letcher's Live Speak is, is that for me. And, and I'm looking at the stack, and there's three more of his books in that stack. So I don't know, maybe some Roar, maybe some Godin, uh, maybe some Tole. There's, there's not a lot of guys. Uh, Merton, yeah, he's up there a lot. But there, there's not many last names that repeat themselves in this stack. But uh, our good friend Parker J. Palmer sure does. And I kind of wanted to unpack uh, today um, one of the ideas that he brings home in one of these chapters uh, about our nature. Um, we all have a unique nature. We, we, we all are made in this image of love, this image of grace, this image of beauty. Um, but we also, there's eight billion of us right now uh, breathing on this ball, shooting through outer space, spinning through the cosmos. Um, and so that tells me that uh, right now, and even humans from all eternity past, there's, there is different expression of this love and beauty and truth in all of us. And when it comes to our nature, I'm pretty sure that uh, while the hope is that we grab onto it and we come to understand it and we come to know it a little bit by the time we're through college, uh, this, this is a lifelong dance. This is a, uh, one of my coaching clients yesterday, we were, we were having a conversation and we, we were really getting to learning, uh, kind of re, regrounding, remembering, recentering into your essence and your purpose and your mission. And I told her, you know, one of, one of the best metaphors I have for this is, is that you're just putting your ear up to the wall and you're trying to decipher this song, this song that you know, this song that's the truest song you'll ever know, song that's always been there for you, this song that you've always been and always will be, but you put your ear up against this wall, and you're just trying to decipher some of it, and, and every so often you get some lyrics, and every so often you, you understand the bass line a little bit more, and every so often you understand the melody, and every so often you go into the chorus. The life dance of learning this song, uh, I mean, it's part of our life's work, and learning your nature, um, I think, only comes with presence, awareness, uh, pain outweighing the pleasure of, uh, of not knowing it. Um, and so I, I, I thought we could just talk about the two sides of the coin on this deal. Because the more we can come to know and understand the nature that we've been granted, my senses are that we will then lean into uh, a more beautiful, participatory, and joyful experience of being human. Because here's the deal, you can, you can go against the grain of this nature. It, it, matter of fact, culture may say that's, that's the best thing that you can do. 
Um, go, 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 build it, scale it. Winner never, winner never quits, quitter never wins. All of those phrases that we share on here uh, and we mock. <laughs> um, but when we go against our nature, um, it seems like we're going against the flow that the universe has granted us. You know, some of the things that we say here sometimes are the river's flowing. You just have to step in. Don't don't buy into the propaganda that you can make the river flow. The river's flowing. And when you can be centered and aligned in the nature that you've been granted and step into that river, that is when the twofold gift happens. You find that Japanese akigai, the thing that gets you out of bed, and at the same time, you also become the gift to the world that you always wanted to be. It's twofold. It's twofold. So let's talk about nature. Uh, won't keep you guys long today. Uh, and there's, there's two sides of this. So with our nature comes two things. Uh, uh, one of those is our limits. The other is our potential. So you and your nature, it's two sides of the same coin. You have your limits, and you have your potential. Let's, let's, let's begin uh, in the conversation of limits. I think I've shared this story now probably more than 50 times uh, here at this podcast, but 2012 was the, um, was the beginning of my, uh, the wall that I hit with my limits. Uh, in my 20s, um, I had a narrow focus that was basically uh, building things, mostly businesses, uh, at the end of the day, mostly ego, if we're super honest with ourselves. Um, and and it, it, had, it, it was all-encompassing. All I could think, all I could do, I'd be in the office at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, I'd work late through Sundays, um, I didn't. Re- I, I had just a laser focus on this area of my life, and um, to be quite honest, I, I went a good six to seven years, and uh, didn't didn't really experience much much pain or frustration. Um, I could I could probably tell you I I felt in the flow a bit, um, but it. But it hit a point uh, around year seven, and uh, funny, things happen in sevens. Uh, year seven, um, the, pace, the pace just didn't seem like I could keep it any longer. This four-minute mile, uh, trying to get to 358, 357, 355 in the four-minute mile, it, uh, I just kept hitting the wall. And about six months into 2012... Uh, by all business accounts, by all Excel spreadsheets, by all graphs that are moving up and to the right, uh, things were going great. But um, and I and I share this a lot because I I hope this can become an invitation to some of you that may be in this space right now. I I started sensing a uh, a little still voice. I didn't hear it. It was more of a feeling that I felt that was along these lines this isn't true, this isn't who you are, this isn't sustainable. You may want to take a nap. <laughs> I, would, I would feel 
these ideas start coming through me. And um, it wasn't until August of 2012 that finally there was a morning where uh, I, I couldn't get out of bed. And unfortunately, that led to about a 14-month run of um, just a lot of uh, physical issues. We won't get into those today, but they were not fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. And at the end of the day, what I think was happening is um, my interior uh, dislodging, my interior um, unsettledness, my interior noise, there's the better word for it, my interior noise finally was becoming manifest in my exterior world. At the bodily level, it just said, we're not doing this anymore, dude. You know, two Red Bulls a day, no breakfast, maybe lunch. Uh, this ain't, this ain't going to work. And you going and going and going and buying into some propaganda that you got to keep going and that you need to let, make your life more and more about more and more. Um, finally, I got to the edge of myself and found out that I need to make my life more and more about less and less. And I realized that uh, I was probably an introvert, but I'd turn on the afterburners to become an extrovert to enter moments, places, uh, communities, gatherings, all in the name of uh, this stuff helps build my business. And then the problem that happened at the end of that is I went everywhere, did everything, shook all the hands, did all that, and, and really just found myself and my soul pretty bankrupt. Pretty, pretty bankrupt. I didn't, I didn't have anything left over. And I think that's one uh, that's, this is just one little snippet on the conversation of limits that we can use today, is that um, if you are arriving at the end of your day, and you come home, and whether you have a family or not, it, it, if you're coming home at the end of the day, and the phrase that you have is, I have nothing left to give. Now granted, I understand there's seasons of this, uh, but but if every day is a posture of coming home and having having this run through your head, I have nothing left to give. My senses are you may be crossing your limits at a point that's not working. Because the problem with our limits are uh, we don't like facing them. It it feels like we have some lack. We're needy. It it's not very American to say to raise my hand and go, excuse me, I don't have the bandwidth for that. I mean, you're supposed to put your bootstraps on, put your big boy pants on, get get out there, go, do it, do it, right? And there's all sorts of reasons of why we've often bought into this. But I think that when we come into tune with our limits in life, limits can be um, uh, energy limits. So I have found that when I am present with people, um, and it could be three people, but if I'm holding the energy and being present there, uh, that, that will be a drain on the battery of my willpower. There's some people I know that if they are not around people, it's draining their battery of willpower, and, and that they need to be around tons of people that, that helps give them a sense of enjoyment, enthusiasm, love, peace, whatever. Uh, limits... Don't leave this conversation thinking limits is only about 
the workload that you take on on a daily basis. Limits, uh, patience. There can be some limits on our patience. Uh, noise. Um, there are, did you know this? There are some people that are just drawn to loud, racket, chaotic noises, and they, they get life from it. They enjoy it. They leave with more energy than they arrived with. There's some of us that uh, noise, racket, chaos. Uh, we leave those moments going, I, uh, I think I need to take a walk around the block. I think I need to take a nap. I need to read some roomy for a bit. Um, limits. The limits here are, there's so many. Um, but know that it's okay to know your limits that uh, Parker J. Palmer, he says, one of his quotes he uses are, you know, we are whiplashed between our arrogant overestimation of ourselves and our servile underestimation of ourselves. Uh, We'll get into that underestimation here in a minute, but the overestimation of ourselves typically is connected to our limits. No, I got it. I'll keep going. It's no problem. We know the temperature of everyone but ourselves sometimes. Um, Limits... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm finding, and I think uh, one of my calls yesterday, we had this topic of conversation, that the healthiest thing you can do for you and your family and your community and your business and the people you've been entrusted is be a healthy you. And so learning your limits, uh, this isn't a conversation of lack. This isn't a conversation of, of uh, power. Um, I mean, my goodness, Paul wrote one time, therefore I boast all the more gladly in my weakness. Uh, What if we said, therefore we boast all the more gladly in our limits? Um, Because guess what? When when you don't have limits, uh, someone else does. That should free you. There you go. That's a freeing statement. Um, And I don't know how it works. I really don't. Uh, and you may say, you don't know my life, and you don't know my story, and you don't know, uh, you're right, I do not. Um, but I think gradually you can start to learn the limits uh, that you have. And over time you will find that uh, when you are honest with those limits, when you leave that arrogant overestimation of uh, just how much power, bandwidth, strength, and whatever that you think you may have. Um, When you learn your limits, uh, I think you actually honor those around you. I I, I think that um, a lot of suffering, uh, a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, aggravation, a lot of headwinds, um, chances are they, they may disappear. You have to let go of a lot of narrative in this space. You have to let go of a lot of stories that maybe you've told yourself over the years, and just because you've told them and just because you think them, listen, they may not be true. <clears throat> but your limits, um, this is all about sustainability. This is all about sustainability. This is about health. Uh, this is about maintaining steady heart rate. This is about, this is about maintaining uh, where you can just breathe and be present and aware um, so think through that. Think through that. With our nature comes one half our limits. Our limits. And, uh, and, and I'll leave the limits conversation with this, that most of the time 
we don't look these limits in the eye until the pain does outweigh the pleasure. We've got a big pain tolerance. It's amazing the pain tolerance that we have. Um, but uh, when, when, uh, <laughs> when I interviewed Parker, and if you haven't heard both of Parker's interviews that we've done, please go back and listen to those. He told me, he said, you know, the thing about this book, Let Your Life Speak, he said, I could have I written a book that said, Let Your Nausea Speak. Let your pain speak. Let your suffering speak. Let your aggravation speak. Let your tiredness speak. There you go. That's probably the one we're going to have the hardest to buy into in America. Let your tiredness speak. Chances are you're at your limit. You've heard the phrase, I'm at my wit's end. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe you're there. And uh, that's okay. We all get there. Uh, I'm going to get there a thousand more times in my life. Um, But remember last conversation, when you can tune in to the sound of the genuine, then uh, then you kind of, you end up at this conversation on limits of I am who I am, who I am, who I am. This is is, is me. It's what you got. Um, And here's how I can be a gift. Here's how I can be a gift. Um, I believe in grit. Don't get me wrong, I believe in grit, uh, but that's the other side of the coin. So, so let's go over there now. Uh, let's leave limits and go to the other side of the coin. The other side of the coin being potential. Um, so limits, we tend to push them, right? Pushing our limits. Uh, speed limits, how many of us go the speed limit? Not many. Uh, we, we, when it comes to our limits, we tend to push them because we think it says something about us if we don't push past them. We look around, we see others moving faster, we see others building more, we see others doing more, we see others, whatever the moreness is, uh, we tend to push those limits, and like I said, until the pain outweighs the pleasure, we won't change. But the other side of this conversation is potential, and potential, uh, I-, I believe, it's a little more delicate. It's a little more sensitive. It's, it's a little more uh, scary and risky to lean into. Because when, with your potential, um, this is where we see uh, the side of you that, uh, oh my goodness, um, this is the mysterious, beautiful side of you. And the reason why most of us don't typically lean into fully into our potential is because to do so would actually be a little bit painful and uncomfortable. So think about it. The other side of our limits, uh, uh, we push those limits because if we think we don't, we're going to create some pain and aggravation in our lives. Well, you don't understand my life. If I don't do this, if I don't go hard, if I don't push the limits, then this isn't going to happen, and therefore I'm going to end up at a, at a very uncomfortable, frustrated, painful, suffering place. The flip side of potential is that we typically don't lean into this because it's a little bit uncertain. It's a little bit painful. It's a little bit awkward. It's a little bit, what are they going to say? So the, the, the side of limits and pushing our limits, it's kind of we push our limits because we think we need to keep up with the crowd. On the potential side, we don't push through the pain, the weirdness, the uniqueness, the uncertainty. Because it's kind of going to put us out there on the island. 
and no one's ever really done us before. We're this unique expression of love and truth and beauty. And, and to be unique, well, that's to be seen. That's to be seen as different. That's to be seen as something other than the crowd. And, and maybe, we don't necess- maybe, maybe we're not fully ready for that. But I think what we have to learn with our potential, and this, I think this is where coaching uh, really, really um, matters. I mean, you, you look at all of the greats. Uh, I mean, I know there's riding coaches. There's uh, uh, business coaches. Of course, every athlete has a coach. I mean, now you're hearing golfers have uh, uh, mindfulness coaches. Um, there's uh, uh, chefs now that are saying, hey, we, we need some uh, contemplation, some meditation space in our restaurants. I mean, they're getting coaching for all of this. Uh, the, the reason why we need a coach sometimes is to push us into some uncomfort. Because if we can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, then all of the sudden the universe becomes packed with possibility that comes with this crazy, glorious thing called you, the beautiful, glorious, mysterious you. So we push our limits because if we think we don't, we think it's going to create some level of uncomfort but we don't push into our possibility because we don't want that uncomfort level. And let me tell you this, the more you can get uncomfortable pushing into what can be possible with your life, the more crazy, random, joy, mysterious comfort you'll find on the other side. You know, the Eckhart Tolle, uh, three things we always talk about, enjoyment, enthusiasm, acceptance. The more you can push into being uncomfortable on the level of your potential. I'm telling you, the other side of that, you can't go around it, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you have to go through it. If you will go through the uncomfort when we're talking about your potential, there's no telling what's packed into that story. There's no telling what's packed into that story. It's so mysterious. And mystery, you know, mystery, uh, Father Rohr taught me this, mystery isn't so much uh, the ability to not be known. Mystery is infinite knowability. I mean, we can just stop recording right there. Mystery isn't this idea of something that can't be known. Mystery is infinite knowability. You want some infinite knowability? You want a life of every morning, every afternoon, every evening, a new aha. That's what you want. That's what you want. A life of connecting the dots, looking backwards, and a life of, oh my goodness, I never, I never thought, I never knew, I can't believe, this is amazing. That is what you want. That posture is what so many of us miss in our lives. Yeah, we can all, we've all learned how to push our limits, build it, scale it, do whatever. It, it's when we forget the potential. That's what I lost in 2012. What I didn't know in 2012 is that, sure, I can have a job, business, and all that. That's great. Um, but what about some poetry? What about some podcasting? What about some wisdom that just may help enlighten, illuminate, encourage parts of the world? I had no idea. I had no idea. But I had to move into some uncertain realms. I had to step out on a limb, if you will. I had to, uh, 
I had to go down a path. I had to find a narrow, I had to leave the wide path. I mean, listen, how many times have you heard this phrase, mainstream? <laughs> I'm just, just connecting this. Mainstream. Like literally, it, 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 the, the connotation there is where everyone is. Uh, but the narrow path, uh, yeah, the, the narrow path, the one that has been said that few find, um, the narrow path, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Um, but all I can tell you is it, it's yours. It's yours. And you know a little bit more each step. And each step, the path becomes a little bit more knowable. You understand it a little bit more. And I'll tell you this, um, here's the North Stars. That path becomes one of love, one of peace, one of patience, one of kindness, one of goodness, one of faithfulness, one of self-control. If, if you are pursuing some uncomfort and it is cultivating in you those things that I just listed, you have just found the map for your potential. That's it. That's it. That, in a nutshell, is the nature conversation. When we can know our limits, be okay with those limits, not have to defend those limits, therefore I boast all the more gladly in my limits, um, that's a life of re renewal, sustainability, uh, we know that uh, someone's going to fill the cup up the next morning, and that someone isn't you. You just know the mercy's new every morning. You just know there's grace. You just know the whole shebang is grace. The flip side of potential. You push into some uncomfort, some uncertainty, some, I don't know if this is going to work, uh, but it feels true. feels right. Uh, I'm going to make something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to paint something. I'm going to serve someone. I'm going to, yeah, you do that. And that becomes the path. That becomes the path. You know your limits. You know your potential. And at the end of the day, I can tell you that um, this is the life we're after. This is uh, warts and all, uh, fractures and all, uh, pain and all, joy and all, the certainty and the uncertainty, the joy and the pain, the, uh, the rain and the drought, all of these things that we experience in our lives. Um, when we come to know our divine nature, I can promise you that there is something good and true and beautiful just around the corner. And so I invite you this week to um, put your ear to the wall. Put your ear to your chest. Put your ear to your soul. Put your ear to your heart. And um, listen to that song. Listen to that beat. Listen to that melody. Uh, listen to that rhythm. Um, the gift of life is a gift that feels a lot like symphony. It's, it's when a bunch of different random things all come together, come alive, and crescendo in the universe that we exist in. So you find out your limits and your potential with your life. 
You find out your limits and your potential with your relationships. You find out your limits with your, uh, you find out your limits and your potential with your career. You find out your limits and your potential with your hobbies. You find out your limits and your potential at the soul level. You find out your limits all across the board. You, you allow it all to come together and it becomes one great, big, lovely symphony. And that, my friends, is what you're after. That, my friends, will help the world tune up. You don't have to go tell the world how to tune up. The only thing you got to do is tune up yourself. And I promise you, uh, this stuff is, is caught more than it is taught. I've probably done way too much talking about it, to be honest. Forgive me. <laughs> um, but it becomes symphonic. A bunch of different things become one great, lovely thing called you. That rhymes with you. So put your ears to your chest. Listen to that song this week. Be totally okay with the limits. And dive deep with wonder and awe into the potential. And as you do that, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebird sing. And be love. Hey, before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe right there on your phone. That's probably where you're listening. Uh, And if you enjoyed this, would you mind leaving us a review? One of the things that we're wanting to do is get this information out to as many people as we can. And we are finding that uh, when people leave good, true, and beautiful reviews, uh, that helps us get this information out more and more to people all across the world. I do not take it lightly uh, that you invite me to ride shotgun with you in your car, Uh, You allow these conversations to be a part of your jogs. You allow these conversations to be a part of the communities and families and businesses that you've been entrusted. Uh, I do not take that lightly at all. And I am thrilled uh, that you have joined us here at this table, at this conversation. There's always a seat left. There's always room for more. Uh, And we are just so grateful for you guys joining us here at Good, True, and Beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be love.